wake up in the morning making two sloppy eggs Find a piece of cheese and put it on some bread Have a cup of joe and the next thing that you know It's time for you to hit the road Make my day I like it in the morning Make my day And even in the afternoon Make my day Sometimes in the evening Make my day And even when I'm sleeping too Make my all right, everybody, welcome back to Make My Day. It's the first episode of 2022, which is a little bit late um, for 2022, but we're getting in our New Year's resolutions a little late this year because usually if you do them in January, they don't work very well. Uh, that's what I've learned. Um, so we're kind of doing a little jujitsu here with the New Year, and we're doing our New Year's resolutions here in March, March 1st, 2022. We got a lot going on. Unfortunately, there's some... The Russian invasion into Ukraine, which is spooking a lot of people, um, you know, people are dying. That's not good. And, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers go to the people who are suffering in this situation. Hopefully, somehow this can be resolved in some way that is better than uh, what's going on right now. Um, but we got a great show for you. We have Ryan Light on the show. I recorded this in December with him. He is the CEO of Pistol Lake. He's a really awesome guy. Great business, uh, uh, businessman, and um, and we just had a, a really good time catching up. Um, so you guys are going to enjoy that. And yeah, I just hope you're doing well. Um, I think I've just been watching a lot of people going through a lot of different changes in their lives, and uh, I am also. And I think that I just want to say that I love you guys, and I want you guys to know that what even if it doesn't mean anything to you uh you have my support and and my thoughts and i hope that you're doing well so thanks again for showing up to make my day we've got a great episode for you so why don't we go ahead and hit some sports the college basketball season is coming to an end which means that we are entering into one of america's favorite traditions march madness it's going to be really exciting everyone's going to fill out their bracket i hope you do well i hope you win the bracket challenge and that it changes your life uh and FIFA has decided to suspend Russia from the World Cup and all other soccer competitions. It's always interesting to see when politics and sports uh, meet in this crazy wild world. All right, so before we get into the interview with Ryan, why don't we go ahead and take a couple calls. Caller number one, you're on Make My Day. Yeah, hey Marcus. Hey. I'm just really struggling with the creative block. I have a mm. creative job. I work as an Instagram influencer, mm -hmm. and I just can't think of anything to be posted lately. Sure. Um, there's just been so much stuff going on around in the world, and I just don't uh -huh. know. I just don't know what to be posted that much. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm worried I'm going to get fired, but, uh, you know, they've kept me on this long. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm just wondering if you have any ideas on how to get over a creative block. Oh, thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, sure. Thanks, caller. Um, I would say, and I've been listening to a couple podcasts that were talking about how to get over creative block as well, because sometimes I'm going to be honest with you, I get a creative block. Um and uh, sometimes it lasts for months. And the best thing that I've learned to do is to just sit down, really make space for it, and just wait for it to come. You're going to have to really let go of the outcome. And uh, I would recommend a journal, something like that. One thing I would also recommend is take the, the AirPods out of your ears. Take the headphones out of your ears. Take the Instagram away from your face. If you really want to be creative, you need the creative space to be open. So that is where you want to enter into some sort of discipline as like 
meditation, exercise, taking a shower, somewhere where you can allow the ideas to flow into your head. Caller number two. You want to make my day? Uh, yeah. Hey, Marcus. This hey. is Bethany from North Bethlehem. Hey. I'm just wondering, what do you think um, we can expect from the state of Joe Biden's State of the Union tonight? Because mm-hmm. I'm just a little worried. There's a lot of stuff going on, yeah. and I'm just uh, I'm hoping that the country can pull together, and yeah. maybe we can all pull together um, sure. in this situation. But it's not looking like we are because everything yeah. just gets so politi- political. Sure. And I don't like the way that is. Yeah. But I'm hoping for the best, and hopefully we can watch Joe Biden have a good State of the Union tonight. And, and I, I hope it goes well. Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, thanks for the call. I think a lot of people are struggling with this right now. And I'm going to say this from a position of privilege. I think that we we need to take our own mental health into consideration. It's okay for you to turn off the news every once in a while. The last two years plus have been really intense. Uh, sometimes you got to check in. Sometimes you got to check out. Um because ultimately, I do believe that we need to take care, take care of our own mental health and our own vibrations, if you will, from a new age perspective, as the new agers say. So sometimes if you're starting to feel a little too dark, a little too low, it's not doing anyone any good if you're just constantly obsessing over the news. Be careful about that. Make sure to take care of yourself. And yeah, hopefully this country can, uh, and can, can come together. Hopefully the world can come together. All right, guys, we got a special episode for you today, and I just want to say before we get started, uh, make sure to go to PistolLake.com. Check out what Ryan is working on. They have a warehouse sale. They're moving their warehouse back to Los Angeles, so you can enjoy up to 50% off select items that could be clothing because that's what they mainly make. Um, and might be other stuff as well, like cups, but I'm not sure they make cups. So just make sure to go to the website and figure out what you want. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy the interview with Ryan Light. Well, how are you doing, man? I'm good, buddy. Just took the dog for the walk, uh, having some coffee. Now I'm talking to you, getting to catch up. Life is good. Nice. When do you usually get a start to your day? Uh, it kind of depends. Like somewhere between 645 and 730, the dog Ooh. will be in my face. The dog wow. is just kind of like, hey, man. I want to go outside. Yeah. I don't even bother setting an alarm anymore. Oh, that's good. So you live in a landlocked boat. Does that ever get frustrating? <laughs> um, uh, it, it doesn't get frustrating in that because I don't really know how to sail or anything. So if this oh. thing magically be, became unlandlocked, I would probably be quite confused and probably be in a decent amount of trouble. It would be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And what's what's kind of funny, for context here, uh, I live in Venice in California, uh-huh. and some hippie in the 70s decided to make our apartment complex kind of look like a boat with somewhat uh, limited success. It looks a lot like a boat from afar, but in, in, inside it just looks like a regular apartment complex. So the but whole it's funny, thing like, is an apartment complex? I thought it was your house. No, no, it's a, it's a four-unit apartment complex. And you live in all of the apartments? No, we just live in the bottom floor. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. We've got some, we got some buddies that live upstairs. Is the landlord the same uh, original proprietor who had the idea of making it a boat? Uh, you know, I've never actually asked him that, but based on his age, Weird. I'm going to guess no. I'm okay. going to guess no because he's, he's a relatively young dude. Well, maybe he's living life, having a good time, and so it keeps him looking young. Yeah, or maybe he's a vampire. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but you are, you're around L.A. Like, Venice doesn't count as L.A., right? It's, like, just outside. No, it's, it's, it's technically L.A. County, if you like. Oh, okay. If, 
if you're if you're considering who pays taxes and who our cops are and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm constantly considering that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think about it all the time. Uh, well, uh, so, uh, so you're the CEO of Pistol Lake. That's right. Did you think that you would be the CEO of a company when you were a young boy? Uh, no, I thought I was going to be a baseball player. Okay. Or I liked garbage trucks a lot too, so I kind of wanted to be a garbage man. Pretty, pretty good range. We have garbage day tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to that too. Um, nice, dude. Did you try to be a garbage man at all, and you ended up being CEO? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. My my initial dream kind of fell through, so I, I did the CEO thing. Yeah, that's it's kind of tragic how life can be that way. Um, mm-hmm. So I remember the last. I mean, it's been years since we've caught up, but you, were, you used to work for this company called Coach Up, right? Yeah, that's right. Coach Up, and that was. Uh, did you make? Did you come up with that idea? Uh, no, one of one of my best friends, Jordan Flegel, came up with the idea, and then um, he recruited me to leave the company that I started, which was called Convey, uh, okay. to come join his project. And uh, Convey was really hardcore, deep nerd tech. Yeah, and I like sports way more than uh, deep hardcore nerd tech. So it was a, uh, it, it sounded a lot more fun, and I really I loved that job. I worked there for over five years. So Coach Up was like every startup can be described as the Uber of something, but this is the Uber of <laughs> of uh, coaches, right? Right. Yeah, they're uh, Coach Up's still around, and there's uh, I don't know how many coaches they have now, but whenever I was there, there was uh, fifty thousand coaches on the platform um, in 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 everything from ballet dance to basketball to football and yeah the uber for you know sports coaching was is kind of a good way to understand it in an instant all the coaches had background checks so you know they weren't weirdos yeah and um you know all of them had either coached or played at the uh if they had only coached they had coached at the high school level or above if they had played a sport they had to have played at the collegiate level or above and so it was a, a way for you know like kids to find uh, you know, coaches in their area and coaches to keep making money doing something that they love. How was how the rate set? Did they set them individually as as a coach? Yeah, the, the coaches set their own rates and, you know, they they know their what they can get in, you know, their particular market. And I'm sure they, they experiment with them a little bit, you know, like, uh, yeah. hey, I'm not getting any bookings. Maybe I lower my rate a little bit or, you know, I'm getting nonstop bookings. I could probably charge a little bit more. Did you ever, ex- did y'all ever expand to like, yoga or like uh life coaching kind of things too uh yoga for sure that was one of our our top 10 sports quote unquote sports uh they did some um not necessarily life coaching but like some mental coaching for like athletes that was on that was something that people could do either in person or uh remotely you know just kind of online i was doing a deep dive on your bio by going to Pistol Lake's website and reading the article about you. I think that you mentioned Techstars, which is an Austin little thing, right? It's a, is a, what, what is it? It's kind of a, a, a gathering of people. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's in Austin now. And um, it, it's actually, they, they started in Boulder, Colorado. Oh, okay. But um, kind of a good way to explain it to somebody that's not super familiar that, that seems to work for me is like, it's kind of like Shark Tank but three months long and not a TV show. And I'll kind of, I'll tell you what I mean by that. Like, uh, so the, I've actually been through Techstars twice. Um, I went through first, first with a company I started in Austin, which was convey Uh and Austin didn't have a Techstars at that time. So we went to Boston to go through Techstars. 
Okay. And so that, that's how I ended up moving there. And then, um, you know, that, that went so well for convey that, um, you know, whenever I took over pistol Lake, um, I, I wanted to, you know, get that same trajectory for us. So we applied to the Techstars sports accelerator in Indianapolis and we're kind of tangential to sports because we make clothing that can, uh, you know, that you can put logos on that teams can use. It's, it's kind of athletic, but also kind of casual all at the same time. And I'm sure we'll get more into that. But, uh, so Techstars gets thousands of companies apply and they choose 10. Oh, wow. And then, um, they, they give you a little bit of funding. Um, and then they give you a bunch of introductions to investors, advisors, all of that stuff. And, then you go participate in person for three months in in the program, and they basically try to get you to do like a year's worth of work in three months, and then also give you like you know access to a network that you pretty much couldn't get without them. And what stage are these businesses generally at when they apply? Um, it it varies. Um, you know, back in the day, the, the first time I went through was in two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. And TechStars was was very well respected and known, but wasn't quite as massive. And it was just a little bit earlier in um, in the life cycle of kind of like startup accelerators. So, like a lot of times, companies had a good team, um, a great idea, and maybe like a working prototype, um, okay. and that could get you in. Um, that's kind of where we were with Convey, um, but. These days, it's so competitive, and um, there's so many tools to kind of get a, co- a company jump started quickly that a lot of times they're the companies, you know, they might even have customers and revenue or even kind of far along by the time they apply to Techstars. So okay. it's gotten a much, m- much more uh, advanced, I guess, and mature. Yeah, no more like napkin ideas w- walking <laughs> in. Right. Yeah, you got to be a little bit further along than that these days, I guess, unless you have just like you know, 20 great successes in your background. Yeah. Or just like a really impressive napkin, you know, or handwriting. Yeah. Yeah, That would be good too. So, (laughs) so you left coach up to go to pistol Lake and what's pistol Lake's story. Pistol Lake ethically manufactures men's clothing in Los Angeles. And we've, we've invented a couple of our own fabrics that are made out of recycled water bottles uh, eucalyptus and a little bit of spandex for stretch. Mm-hmm. And what's what's cool about that is that um, they have all the bells and whistles of like a of like a Nike dry fit. They wick sweat. They don't get stinky. You can wad them up in a backpack and pull them out, and they don't get wrinkled. Oh wow! But instead of looking instead of looking a little technical, um, you know, like a gym clothes, yeah, like a piece yeah. of gym clothing or a jersey, they just look like regular clothes. So we make everything from like underwear to t-shirts to Henleys out of them. And so we basically have these like supercharged garments, um, you know, that you don't look all plasticky like you're, you know, a a Power Ranger coming out of the gym. Yeah. And so uh, one of my best friends who I met in Techstars in Boston, uh, Will Selinski, started the company back in 2012. And he grew the thing really organically. And he's the one that came up with all the ideas for the fabrics and the clothes. I couldn't make the clothes if you held a gun to my head. Um, and he reached out to me, uh, in 2018 and he wanted to move over to just the VP of product role and he wanted to hire a a CEO to take care, uh, to take over. And, um, he actually hired me as a consultant to help him interview CEO candidates. So he was like, you have a a (laughs) mark. Yeah. He was like, you have a marketing and design background. You're going to ask a bunch of questions that I wouldn't necessarily think uh, to ask. I kind of see where this is going. You're like, these guys guys are awful. You should just hire me. 
you kind of set yourself <laughs> I, up there. It actually, it wasn't my idea. I, I wasn't <laughs> looking to move to California and uh-huh. I didn't think that I knew, I didn't think that I knew anything about clothing cause I didn't. Yeah. Um, but over the course of us talking to, you know, like 30 people, uh, wow. Will kind of got excited about the, the, we lo- there was a lot of great candidates. Yeah. Um, but Will was like, man, you'd be pretty good at this. And I was like, this isn't as hard as I thought that I, it would be like, it, I can sell other stuff. Why can't I sell this? Yeah. So uh, here we are. So how did they come up with the, the technology that's like dry fit, but not uh, Power Rangers? Yeah, <laughs> uh, we should we should patent just that that phrase right there. <laughs> I don't think uh, you could say Power Rangers though. Like, can you patent something that's already patented? Like, it's a meta patent, you know? Right, right. Yeah, maybe if like four of us like stacked each other on on each other's like uh, like shoulders, then we fought the big Power Ranger robot and we won. We could do it. They would probably let you do it at that point. Yeah, that's that seems to be how the law works. So it depends on where you are. <laughs> In what county you're yeah. in? L.A. County, it might work yeah. that way. I don't yeah, know. I'm in L.A. County. Yeah. Uh, so now sh- you know that. You can you can drop that little factoid on people. I can talk about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, Will, uh, we've got a, a local fabric mill here that um, the guy that runs it is kind of like a mad scientist type, and so is Will. And uh, Will kind of told him, like, hey, man, we're trying – we want to make this product that doesn't really exist in the market. How would you go about doing it? Mm-hmm. And the dude got really excited about it, and he let Will kind of like come and tinker in the factory, you know, for over the course of two years. I mean, he wasn't there all the time, but yeah. you know, he would bop in and, and kind of mess around, and he uh, he messed with you know over a thousand iterations until he got it, you know, just like he wanted. And then from there, we we made some prototypes out of it, sent it to some of our best customers and some of our friends that we knew would like kind of shoot us straight if it sucked or didn't. Yeah. And then uh, we were happy with it, so we rolled it out, and it's been uh, it's quickly turned into our top selling fabric by a mile. Oh, that's awesome! So that that wasn't the original uh, that wasn't really the original value proposition. No, it wasn't that. Uh, so Will started the company just making stuff out of organic cotton and French terry. Okay, and the original value prop was uh, you know there's all these like men's clothing is really hard to find at a price point that isn't you know, like $500 for a Henley to get really good quality. Yeah. Um, he, wa- he wanted to make something at a reasonable price point, make it in America and then, uh, have it have really nice fits and, you know, have it be really well thought through without it being a zillion bucks. And yeah. so that was their original value prop. So that they, they kind of found some product market fit. The company was growing nicely. Cool. And, you know, as he got more, you know, as he got more stoked about, um, kind of clothing in general, he was like, you know, Will's a big workout buff. And, um, he was like, I hate that I have to change like four times a day. Um, <laughs> you know, when on days that I work out and I hate that like these gym clothes just look so unusual if I want to like, like if he wants to go from like a hike to a happy hour or something like that, he would change even if he didn't get gross and sweaty. So, uh, that, that's kind of where the idea came from. And, um, he started tinkering from there. So now he's going to the happy hour with the same clothes. He just sweat in at the gym. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's just clearing the place out. Okay, cool. Well, that should help with <laughs> service. You know, you get faster service. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's totally true. How do you go about like finding like a guy who makes or a person who makes like fabric? You're like, Hey, I'm going to go to the fabric factory and then tinker around making different fabrics. You know, that seems yeah, weird to a, nor- a normal person. 
Right. The first part is easy. The second part was a bit of luck. Yeah. Or a ton of luck, actually. So, I mean, uh, L.A. is is one of the you know apparel and fabric manufacturing hubs of of the U.S. Okay. And so, um, you know, it's pretty easy to find in pretty much anything you need here. Is like. You can find a dye house. You can find somebody to, to cut and sew here. You can find, you know, a fabric mill. That is basically just like you would do anything else. You know, you Google it. You start asking around. You go meet with the people. You figure out if they can do everything that you need them to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you get, the pr- you get the pricing. You look up reviews. You make sure that they do good work, all that stuff. That part is, you know, just comparison shopping like anything else. The whole tinkering thing uh, was just, you know, Will being a good conversationalist and us being lucky that that the owner of the fabric mill kind of like saw our vision and cared yeah. and sh- and shares come some of that same like intellectual curiosity to allow us to mess around. So that was just that was luck. Were they brought in on the project or just benefit because they were they're your client? Uh, they they benefit now because uh, we're we're their client and so. They're the ones that know how to make our, our proprietary fabric. So if we were to, you know, not only do they get all the money from making our fabric for us, if we were to, you know, for some reason want to leave them, which I promise you we are not, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we would be starting over and we'd have to teach somebody like it's, there's a bit of a, there's a method to it as well as a formula. So, um, you know, they've got us, they've got us kind of locked in as clients for, you know, the pretty much indefinite future have you and the factory mad scientist talked about like patenting that material and then licensing it out uh i mean it's it's something that people ask us a lot and it's kind of an interesting thing about clothing that i didn't know until i i joined kind of the business but it's actually we're, we're basically making a recipe yeah. um so it's it's kind of like the colonel sanders like 11 secret spices or whatever however many it is yeah um you know, he, he can't really patent a recipe of spices, but he can keep them secret and he can market them as a secret, you know, as brand. Like a, a name. Bas- yeah. Right. So basically that's what we're doing. Since we didn't invent a, a new way to create fabric, we basically, we have a blend that we really like and we think is really good. And we came up with a cute name for, and, you know, we, we kind of market the name, but, uh, yeah. whereas if, if it's, it would be difficult for us to, uh, to actually patent it since it's more of a, a recipe than, than, you know, cutting edge brand new technology that only us know how to do. I feel like that's pretty unfair. I don't know who came up with that rule. I would let you do it. Thanks, man. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's run for office and change all this stuff to just benefit us and, yeah. and make me a garbage man. I can, uh, I'll run for patent got president <laughs> of the patent office and then we can do that. Uh, as long as you cut me in, though. Yeah, uh, totally, dude. 50-50. Yeah. yeah, sounds good. Uh, did you guys expect that, after you came up with it, that, that that would be the case legally? Yeah, I mean, it was all along the way, we're, we're kind of doing research and we're talking to people that know more than us about stuff. And, and we kind of, we knew that, you know, going down the, we, we could, you can basically patent anything. Whether it'll actually stand up in a, in a court case or not is... You know, you, you talk to a patent attorney and they'll, they'll be like, don't waste your money on patenting this, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we kind of found that out along the way. But it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't really a roadblock for us at all because we were like, you know, we don't really plan on selling this stuff to other companies to make stuff out of, particularly not in the interim, because, um, you know, it's, it's kind of our secret sauce. 
So if, if we're not planning on selling it to somebody else and, um, you know, we don't really care so much about the patent. If I mean, plenty of other people have, you know, clothing that does somewhat similar things, but we think it's not as good as ours. Well, here's an idea. I can give you this one. Uh, maybe the next thing y'all could try to do is make furniture out of the, the clothing, you know? Okay, I'm and listening. Then, then you, when people spill their ketchup mm-hmm. on the couch, it just comes right off. Ooh, now we're talking. Um, so you guys, I'm assuming, are probably like, uh, not a ton of employees, right? Six full-time folks. And then um, we we have a, a factory that uh, is a partner that works with just two other companies that are kind of like-minded as us. And then we, we also outsource uh, a warehousing and shipping. Okay. So we're able to punch way above our weight, yeah. um, you know, full-time employee-wise by, you know, making strategic partnerships. So if it's a team like that, and I guess you've been on teams of various sizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that you've found yourself in this position, how would you describe your leadership philosophy? Uh, that's a good question. I think definitely, um, I'm certainly the type of leader that you don't like want to disappoint versus make angry. I've, like I don't, I can't remember the, the if I've ever gotten angry at anybody that I work with, but I. I know they they get the full on puppy dog tail between their legs if they know that I'm a little bummed about you know somebody's performance mm. and uh, just kind of other than that like you know I, I I've hired really well um, my team is extraordinarily easy to manage because they're all really awesome and they're kind of like self starters and they're all really smart and they they all kind of like get what the the final vision is and and how we need to get there mm-hmm. so I really don't have to like. I really don't have to micromanage or be down anybody's throat or anything. So I just kind of let, I let everyone else, you know, have as much of a leash as, as they want. And I'm there as a resource and I'm there to kind of keep everybody motivated and happy and caring about the vision and their jobs. And, and then I make sure that all our bills get paid and, you know, we don't do anything stupid and I keep the lights on. And okay. then other than that, I, tr- I try to stay out of the way. And you probably plan in some like pizza parties and birthdays and stuff yep. like that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, actually, we just uh, we just had the whole t- the teams kind of distributed. Um, we have some folks in Indianapolis, uh, Seattle, and then all around L.A. And they just all came to uh, L.A. for the first time together. And we did like a little company offsite. We kind of like worked on some branding stuff. And then we all went and got some drinks at a brewery and then went to a, a pretty cool steakhouse and, you know, stuffed ourselves stupid. So. It was kind of a fancy pizza party. Well, that sounds fun. Uh, yeah, when you were telling me about your Pistol Lake Global Summit um, the other day, <laughs> I, I was definitely anticipating like way more people um, than six people. But yeah, now, it's a, we're, we're lean and mean, man. Now I realize that it's less than that. I, I've been seeing in the news like uh, there's a bunch of issues with supply chain and like mm-hmm. over by the boats and stuff. I guess if you guys are manufacturing in LA, are you yep. experiencing those issues at all or what? No, the, the only way that we're experiencing that is, you know, since I live in Venice, uh, the boats are, are spilling all the way up um, off our coast. Wow. Like, I've never seen anything like that. For a, a couple weeks ago, I read that, like, you know, that there's 70 uh, freight ships uh, waiting to unload and that that was a record. And then I just saw the other day there's like 130 now. Yeah. So they've got them, they've got them all dotted across uh, – uh, the you know the the ocean here off the beach, which is it's crazy to see. It just shows you what a massive logistical nightmare is going on there. Yeah. But as far as us, um, you know, we 
we cut, dye, sew. Um, you know, our, our fabric is milled. Everything we do is within, you know, like 10 miles of each other, which in L.A. terms is next door. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we, we, we're not having, thank goodness, we're not having any of the, the supply chain hiccups that, you know, a lot of other companies are. And I've kind of rolled the dice a little bit on um, investing pretty heavily in our um, in some inventory for the holidays. Oh, nice! Uh, you know, we all we always beef up for the holidays, anyways. But this year, you know, we're going pretty hard because we think that we might be able to, you know, get some new folks, um, you know, to try us out uh, because you know just other companies don't have anything. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if that uh, we'll see if that roll of the dice works out for me, but. Um, Fortunately, even if even if it doesn't go for Christmas, you know, it's not like this stuff is avocados. It doesn't spoil or or a holiday branded like Santa's <laughs> yeah. Santa's coming down the chimney tonight. Ooh, ooh! Santa. Now we're t- I'm stealing that. That's not that's not patented, is it? So uh, I'm stealing that. I'm gonna check and see if I can patent <laughs> it once we get off the phone. But if not, go ahead and steal it. Um, are you ever gonna come back to Austin uh, to visit or to live? To live forever. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm pretty happy here, man. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm, like LA gets like a lot of, like I was even like, LA doesn't seem like it's for me before I'd spent a bunch of time here. Mm-hmm. But, um, now that I've lived here for a while, I'm, I kind of like LA is like kind of a combination of like 20 or 30 cities and you can yeah. kind of pick your own, you can kind of pick your own vibe. And I really like, uh, I really like where we live in West LA, right on the beach. And you know, I, that I don't have to deal with hot weather or cold weather. And then I can skateboard every day of my life with my dog. And it's that's cool. I think I'm probably going to be in a place where weather is optional for the rest of my life. If I can, if I can afford it. Do you happen to have a promo code so people can try out the, the wonderful goods over at pistol Lake? Uh, sure. Yeah. We could make one of those for you. Um, let's go with Marcus 10 and that'll be Marcus 10. and that'll be 10% off. Everything is ten dollars. Is what the code is. <laughs> oh, they, they, let's let's not disappoint the folks on their first purchase here. You know, it's it's a random code, so it's Marcus ten. It could be everything's ten dollars or ten percent off, but we'll just have to see. Ryan, thanks so much. I'll let you go back to your busy day of working in California. Right on, man. Well, this was great. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening. Um, thanks always for listening. And I just want to say, send me a note at makemydayshow at gmail.com. One thing I could use your help with is coming up with more guest ideas. I mean, that's something I, I love talking to people. And if you guys have any suggestions ever, send them over. And I'd love to hook up with them to have a little chat about how you can make my day or how you can make your day. And that's one of the things that I've always held as a high value on this show. But I just want to say again, I hope y'all are doing well. I really appreciate y'all listening. And uh, yeah, have a good day. Bye-bye. Wake up in the morning, make your two sloppy eggs. Find a piece of cheese and put it on some bread. Have a cup of joe and the next thing that you know, it's time for you to hit the road. Make my day. I like it in the morning. Make my day. And even in the afternoon. Make my Sometimes in the evening Make my day And even when I'm sleeping too Make my It's not like this stuff is avocados It doesn't spoil